0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody. Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complaints. All one word.
1: Hello there. Some of you may know me as the Heartbreak Kid. But today, I'm just a kid who is incredibly heartbroken. And you can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak underscore underscore kid. I hate it.
2: <laughs> I like
3: it. Sorry, I was drinking water. <laughs> I'm eating dinner right now. I apologize. Anyways, I'm Aaron. I am one day ended being 21. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman.
2: And I'm and the guest. Oh, yes. <laughs> the guest. It's Molly. I'm back better than ever. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Molly Loman. All one word.
0: Awesome. I think you're our first repeat. Oh, wow. Hello, voice crack. My voice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's that second gone. puberty.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's my favorite one. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about puberty in the episode on Thursday. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're our first repeat. Oh, it's there again. You're the first repeat. I'm going to stop now. You get what I'm saying.
1: It's like we're down David this week, so we had to give some- bring somebody back in that can roast Aaron, so... Listen, a and, substitute.
2: and like Cade Fortin, I will be a better sub than ma- than the original.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yikes!
2: Just kidding. I love you, yes. David.
0: <laughs> David is away on assignment, so sad. We are.
1: That's the fancy. Where way is
3: thing. he in Pennsylvania? Know.
1: Somewhere up there.
3: They went to a band competition in Pennsylvania.
2: They have bands in Pennsylvania? Who knew?
0: They listen to music up there. I thought it was the place from Footloose. I thought it was um, just Amish. That too. I've also never seen Footloose. Uh, so they might all be Amish. So, but I, but
3: That's the title sharing. of this episode. They might all be Amish. <laughs>
2: they might all be Amish. <laughs> Cannot confirm. <laughs>
0: But instead, let's talk about Cade Fortin, uh,
2: shall
0: we? Molly, you seem infatuated, so you go. Ahead I am and go.
2: infatuated. He, if he had stayed the whole game, I think we might have won, and maybe that's a bold take. But I don't actually think so. One of my friends told me if he was the tenth best quarterback in the ACC that we would win out, and I think that's a bold take. But I did think he played remarkably well for being a freshman who had like never really done anything and he just slid wrong and that sucks but he got us to like a pretty good game he actually threw the damn ball (laughs) which was a new and zesty offensive move by UNC football but it was really exciting to see he's got a he's young he's got a good arm on him and if he comes back healthy I think he could maybe make us suck a little less but that's just my take
1: Overall, I, I thought the big thing was that because we were playing Virginia Tech, it, was, it seemed like an afterthought. But, of course, the Carolina football just did a good, really good job of getting us, pulling us in, and then ripping our heart out. But Oh, yeah. But it, we were playing with house money in a way, and so it was a good opportunity for Cade to come in and play, get some valuable experience against a, a very good team, and a, like a a solid team. And so it, it was... Really good on him, and I was very excited to see him play. But I, I did hate to see him go out uh, off that awkward slide. Yeah, I
3: thought his accuracy left something to be desired, but he's got a cannon for an arm, and he's going to be a great backup for Kelly Bryant.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw when they put in Nathan Elliott and the student section audibly booed, like collectively booed. Because Oh, we could
1: hear it. It was it was very loud on the even on the TV
2: because we Yikes. were so upset that he took Kate out
1: <laughs> and and people were getting it mixed up. People thought that it was a, specifically a boo at Nathan Elliott when I think oh that's what all boo the booing at... was because no, that yeah. that happened as we were walking decision. down
3: for halftime.
2: Yeah, it and was we heard a, a lot he of booing
3: out. and we were very confused.
1: But no, it was the. I, I, it, Believe, or correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it was more of a booing toward the decision to take Kate out and put Nathan in, not Nathan himself. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'd agree with that. <laughs> um, it, so the heels lost twenty-two to nineteen. Uh, y'all mentioned it a little bit. Uh, Nathan Elliott had statistically a better day. Um, eleven of fifteen throwing the ball for hundred forty-seven yards, nine point eight yards per attempt. But k four, he had a couple throws that were, like, for sure, those were true freshman throws (laughs) that were just kind of going all over the place. But it looked like he made a lot of good decisions while he was out there. The one thing, the one criticism I have for him is that I think he holds, he takes just a beat too long to make a decision. Um, Where I think there are a couple times that he ended up running, but he could have ran a half a second earlier he saw somebody open he could have thrown the ball a half a second earlier but those are things that come with experience
2: so apparently it doesn't matter if we're open because we're just going to not be able to catch <laughs> the ball anyway <laughs> honestly apparently it doesn't matter if we are in the end zone and no one is around oh. us and it's a can of corn catch it doesn't matter we're gonna we're gonna apparently drop the ball anyway so
1: <laughs> full disclosure um i kicked my door after that drop pass um, <laughs> That Daz dropped that was wide open. I kicked my door and yelled expletives.
2: I was so mad because our receivers have been like chomping at the bit to have someone throw to them because Nathan Elliott just like and Chaz like, I don't know, can't apparently. And so they finally had someone that could throw to them and they all just dropped the ball. Couldn't catch it. Weren't open. Like they just were not completing the passes, and maybe that's because, like, Cade's young and maybe he wasn't throwing what he should have, but, like, they were also just making some silly mistakes for people that have been on the field a little bit longer than he has, so. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I helped write Throwdown for band this week, and one of the lines that I did was, Virginia Tech has two cool bands. Their football team does not have hands, and I kind of regret that line now.
2: (sighs) Yeah,
0: Carla said something about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, quick mention. I guess in Virginia it's the pep band tradition to just like play on every down and I want that abolished <laughs> or changed because it was so annoying. Did you get used I mean, to I thought they were really down? good.
3: Did they it? were really good. It's just they play the same five
2: things. They play the same five things and they play them all the time. Like there were some sideline warning opportunities they were playing so much and so often and when they shouldn't have. So, and Virginia did the same thing last year and it made me infuriated, but that's just my ba- my hot band take of the week. <laughs>
1: One thing player wise that I, it's probably my biggest pet peeve of anything I've seen in college football and confirm it. Cause I thought I saw it once last night when Virginia tech kicks the ball off, the players run through the end zone and then start taunting the crowd.
2: That's it's probably fine. the thing.
1: I, I don't they know why. Did,
2: it, their, Virginia Tech's crowd handling was not the, my favorite. They are very taunting, especially for a team that is no longer ranked, lost to Old Dominion, and barely beat a trash UNC team. I was like, this is not a big man moment. Like Y'all should be walking out of here with your heads like up, but not high. <laughs> your program is falling apart.
0: I don't know. It it doesn't bother me much. You do what you need to do to get yourself and your people into the game. If we had people... If it was us on an away game, I would not be upset if we did the same thing. My big
3: issue is when our guy got injured and they were on their long drive and they started the Let's Go Hokies chant while our guy was hurt on the ground.
2: Yes.
0: To be fair... We booed when one of their players went down, even though <laughs> I, even though I think it was a they fake faked injury, three
2: different injuries,
0: <laughs> even though I think it was a fake injury. To be fair, we did boo when their guy was on the ground. We
2: booed when he <laughs> fell because we all knew that that was the drama school at Virginia Tech must be ranked in the nation because that was some fake injuries if I've ever seen one.
0: Oh, yeah, he, a sniper got him from the from the second level, for sure. I was but. so
2: infuriated. So that I don't mind. When our guy had, was down for, like, two minutes, clearly injured, like, clearly, like, not okay, and you start the let's-go Hokies channel or whatever, it's not classy. It's not cute. It's canceled.
1: There's just a lot of frustration overall with this game. We left so many points. That could have been scored. Two wide-open touchdowns, one to Daz Newsome, one to Anthony Ratliff-Williams that were just, that for whatever reason, they could not come up with him. And the one for Anthony Ratliff was completely overthrown despite being wide open in the end zone. And, then and we the have, Carter fumble. Yes, and we have the fumble right on the one-yard line. that There was just a lot of microcosms for the season so far um, in some of those plays. Not to mention it, any of it, – And someone mentioned, like, if we had hit any one of the other field goals that we missed, this game is ours. If we had scored anything else that we had missed out on, we're at least in overtime.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, 500 yards. If you put up 500 yards of offense, you got to score more than 19 points.
2: I think I saw a stat that said out of in nine opportunities, like within like 26 yards, one touchdown was made.
0: Yeah, that's absurd. We were in the red zone seven times and came up with 19 points. They were in the red zone twice and scored 22,
2: which is like ridiculous. Yeah, and that's that I'm going to that I'm going to put on Fedora.
3: I think overall was a pretty solidly coached game. My only big gripe, Mm. my only big gripe, other than the three false starts in a row, which I was ready to punch someone when that happened. Oh, that's, that's coaching. That absurd.
2: Yeah, that's but coaching.
3: The only other big issue that I had is that their quarterback was running all over us on reads, yet we never had a spy on him. Well, oh, no.
2: They ran the same play every time, and it worked every time.
0: He was wide open on the read option, for that, especially for that first touchdown at the beginning of the game. I think that we actually had a pretty solid run defense.
3: It's not as much um, the read option for me as it was when he scrambled yeah and that's when you should have the spy
2: i mean our defense came to play like that was a our defense considering like put up they probably honestly just got tired at the end but because they were on the field so long but they put up a a performance better than anything i've probably seen from them this year especially in the first half so that was encouraging to see that's a a pro
0: as far as the, the spy on that fourth down run with the big time we could've stopped him on fourth down, we did have a spy and the spy was out of position and got outran and then um their quarterback picked up the first down.
2: Yeah, so, we're not very fast.
0: <laughs> our linebackers are slow They're and slow. that hurts us.
2: Lord, they used to practice outside of my apartment over the summer on the volleyball courts. Those boys are Slow as molasses. <laughs> but
0: one thing that is encouraging is that our secondary is really good. We pretty much man up the entire game. We hardly run any zone defenses in the secondary, which to me lets me know that we can blitz more and we're not.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think like our offensive play calling is just strange it's strange and it's ineffective.
1: (laughs) Now one bright spot in the offense, we have to give it up to Michael Carter. Yeah. Boy had himself a game other than the fumble, but really that's one of those where you can't really blame it on him because it was just perfect placement of the helmet by the defender that knocked the ball loose. I mean, the kid had a day, I mean, ran all over him. He had what? Two 45 plus yard runs. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, So that's incredible in of itself. And I mean, Career high 165 yards. yards the yeah. Yes, so that was at least a very bright spot in the offensive scheme, and I hope he's utilized even more. And he's very much proving himself as the starter on the team.
0: Um, so how did y'all like the night game atmosphere? <sighs> First night game in a couple years.
2: Colby, my heart exploded <laughs> with joy. <laughs> it was so fun. I've never seen that many people, student section-wise, stay from kickoff to the Hark the Sound. The lights were cool. The DJ was playing, like, music that made sense. It wasn't this country stuff that nobody likes. (laughs) Like, the band was active, and the students were actually interacting with the band. And they should give us pom-poms for every game because...
3: That was hype.
2: It was hype. And, and people got loud.
3: And the flat, the phone flashlights going into the fourth quarter—that was hype. They let the yeah, team come over this time.
1: Oh, is it the same technology like it's in basketball? No, mm. they no, just had we just us. All put lights oh, up. just impromptu?
0: Yes. We stole that from UCF. Heike.
2: Yeah, we steal everything. <laughs> we stole the whiteout from Penn State.
3: <laughs> but it wasn't even a whiteout. But it wasn't. Jokes whiteout, on yeah. you.
2: true and then the little um the chant where mm, the that chant like the student section actually did it with the band which is like one of the first times i've ever seen that happen. two three four wait
1: two three four
2: yeah yeah and it made my heart happy because i love that and i've always thought like wouldn't that be fun if we could get the entire student section to like learn it and like not everyone did it but a considerable amount of people did it and i was Like, a bunch of people in my section did it, and I did it. And I thought that that was just a fun interaction that we haven't gotten to have before, which I think helped because of the night game and the lights and the energy. And I think it was good for the players and good for the students. We'll never have one again. (laughs) This will never happen again. And And It was good while it lasted.
3: That game was perfectly timed. To be the game when Kelly Bryant visited us,
2: oh yeah i if he goes here i don 't i don 't know fedora's really good at recruiting i don 't know what he says to them, but
3: I'll let if know, if, if you never knew lot. any if you ever knew any if you didn 't know anything about Carolina and you came to the game last night, you 'd think that we show up for football
1: <laughs> yeah, true <laughs> but no, they were showing him several times during the broadcast last evening and the, Like, they showed him, they had a shot of him running all the way down the tar pit, high-fiving. And he had a big, he had a pretty great big grin on his face as he was running down. I mean, maybe it's just trying to be in the moment, but I I don't want to get my hopes up. Because that'd be kind of huge if we did get him.
2: I think he wants to stay in the ACC, apparently, so.
1: He's free to with the new
0: transfer rules, so.
2: If there's anything Carolina loves, it's working that transfer rule. <laughs>
0: um. So I, again, I think with an average quarterback, this is a seven, win, a six or seven win team with a good quarterback. This is a nine or ten win team. And so with, with him on the team, I think we can be really good next year.
2: It'd be because the skill
0: talent isn't leaving.
2: No. I think, God, if Kelly Bryant came here, I think, I think we'd at least get a bowl.
3: Yeah, easy. It,
2: easy. Because we just need a leader on that team. There's no one leading. With a two-quarterback system and receivers that don't really get to do anything, there's just not a real head on that team like there was when Mitch was here and Ryan was here. So,
1: Well, uh, to tell y'all, Back in mine and Colby's day, we had a man named Marquise Williams Uh, with another guy named Mitch Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky turned out to be a pretty good player. But it was the same situation where in a two-quarterback system, there were some leadership issues that caused the divide, and there was some lack of success on the team as a whole on our first season. But having like a powerhouse
2: like Kelly Bryan, I think, would fix that. Just having a clear leader that everyone can kind of get behind and figure out.
0: For sure. Anything else? This game again. The heels lose to Virginia Tech, uh, twenty-two to nineteen. Lots of missed opportunities there, uh, but that's all that I have to say about it.
1: I that was a that was a heartbreaking one. Where I, I have no problem saying that we were the better team that night. I, I don't have any doubt of that. We just did not execute when we needed to execute.
3: I don't know if I would call it a heartbreak because I didn't expect anything, but <laughs> it was just
0: disappointing. Yeah, I don't know why, but that loss didn't bother me like other losses in the past will. I, I will always say that the Clemson ACC, game, ACC championship game will be the game I am mad about for the longest amount of time. But I don't know. We A lot of good things happened in that game. Uh... You got to find a way a way to win, though. You got to find a way to have it culminate in having more points at the end of the game. We just, we, for whatever reason, we can't figure that out this year.
2: Well, I can think of a reason.
0: Well, there are many reasons, but. <laughs> and
2: his name is Larry Fedora, but whatever.
0: <laughs> but we are already very far into this podcast. Yes, and we, need to on. <laughs> we
2: can't get into that right now.
0: Um, Into the you not being back. Oh, no,
2: you
3: skipped something.
1: UVA beat UVA. the 16 team yesterday.
2: Finally. <laughs>
1: For the first time since April.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what, it, what That's what you meant. Yeah. Gotcha.
3: He
2: just wanted to make that joke. He has no yeah. other comments on it.
3: <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say that UVA didn't lose to the, the number 16 this time.
0: Okay. Yep.
2: <laughs> Congratulations, Aaron. <laughs>
0: Thank you. (laughs) Can Texas make the playoff?
1: Yes. I don't see why not. They're making a better case now that all these teams are being upset. It's opening up the playing field more.
2: Bless.
0: If, let's say, Bama wins out, Ohio State wins out, Clemson wins out. Notre Dame wins out. Then they're not making it. And Texas wins out with a championship.
2: You're going you're gonna to leave NC State out of this one? Oh, my God. <laughs> they are also undefeated.
1: No one cares.
2: <laughs> they're also undefeated. Not until undefeated. next week when they play Clemson. I mean, they're above Clemson now in the ACC Coastal, or I guess they're tied. By, a
0: technicality.
2: by tech, Undefeated is undefeated. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they're good.
3: I just don't see...
2: We're going to get stomped by them.
3: So. If things hold the form right now, I don't see Texas beating out Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, or Notre Dame for a spot.
1: I mean, if Notre Dame wins out, this seems to be the year where they're going to look over a conference championship to let them in like i yeah. said because of all these upsets. Now, i mean Michigan is still teetering at this point. I mean, that's the only one who where a conference championship where i think could change the tide if Michigan wins out, wins the conference championship. I mean, that would be an interesting if they put them over Notre Dame.
2: The rest of Texas's schedule is like not that intimidating. Like they have to play West Virginia and then it's not that difficult, I think there's a real chance they could win out and potentially make the playoffs. Because, I mean, UGA's down one, so they'd be, like be in the same place as UGA depending on conference titles.
0: Let me throw a wrinkle in there. What if Oregon also wins out?
2: <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to live in that reality.
0: <laughs> if Oregon wins out with a Their only loss being to Stanford. They beat a very good Cal team, a good Washington team, a good Washington State team. And, yeah, so they've beat one, two, three, they've beaten three ranked teams. If they beat Washington State next week, that's a fourth ranked team in a row that they would have beaten.
2: I mean, you're not, you're like not wrong, but (laughs) you are not mathematically incorrect.
0: (laughs) And then going on to probably play USC, who only has one loss at the
2: moment. The only problem is, this is college football, and they're like, I don't know. It depends. Like if Alabama does what Alabama does, Ohio state doesn't, well does what old Ohio state did and Clemson like Like, I'm just not sure if there'll be a spot for them. If the teams that are currently dominant stay dominant, like there just won't be an opening
0: with My the argu- four game it-
2: playoff we have, which is dumb and should be changed, but that's a later <laughs>
0: <episode>. <laughs> My argument is that, I think Oregon's resume will, if if them and Texas both went out, Oregon's resume is better than Texas's.
2: But it doesn't have to be better than Texas's. It has to be better than also Notre Georgia's Day. if they went out, also Michigan's, like LSU. There's a lot of one-loss teams that if they went out, they have to be better than.
0: But they all those teams will not have a conference championship, which apparently doesn't Georgia matter might. according to last year. Georgia won't.
2: Georgia might, Michigan might.
3: Can I throw one more wrinkle in? Maybe. What if Kentucky wins out?
2: (laughs) Listen, I am on the Kentucky being good at football train. I hate Kentucky with a passion, but oh my God, them being good at football is the funniest thing that has happened (laughs) in the world. I don't think they know what to do.
3: If they win out, they'll have wins over Florida, Mississippi State, uh. Georgia and presumably Bama.
2: And the
0: juggernaut Tennessee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Their only tough game for the rest of the season is Georgia. Yeah. So, I mean, and Georgia just lost to LSU, so anything is possible. And it's a home game. And it's a home game. (laughs) Is it possible that we have Kentucky in, like, an SEC championship game in football? Because time will break
0: a one loss Kentucky,
2: a one loss Kentucky may open up like a hole in the universe that we are currently living in. Like,
0: So what happens if a one loss Kentucky beats Alabama?
3: I think you have to let in Kentucky.
2: If a one loss <laughs> Kentucky beats Alabama, you have to let in Kentucky.
3: That means you they have just... wins over Bama and Georgia. Yeah,
1: on on UFK.
2: <laughs> and also, if that happens, it means that Black Mirror style, we are in a simulation, and that that is like the clue.
1: Are <laughs>
3: they, they in the go same? Go. Are they in the same division as LSU, or are they in the other side?
0: They should be according to geography because
3: they uh, don't play. They're
2: not playing LSU. Yeah, they're I not playing play LSU, there.
3: so <laughs> I don't think they're in the same <laughs> side. So that means that either way, they beat. Either LSU or Bama, both of whom are really, really good. And Georgia, who's still really good.
2: The rest of their schedule sucks. So would... They're not in the same division as LSU.
0: Yes. So would Texas... Would this be... If Kentucky, for whatever reason, wins the SEC championship, would this be a year where we don't see the SEC in the playoff?
2: No, Bama exists. <laughs> Bama will make the playoff no matter what. That slot is held permanently. But what if it's Bama
3: or Kentucky? How would you let in Bama? Because Bama has that same strength How of schedule did you let issue.
2: In Bama last year.
3: I no comment. Exactly. Because Bama, they've beaten A and M. They play LSU. They play Mississippi State.
2: Yeah. This is this is Bama. This is what they do. They don't actually play anyone until they play, like, Georgia, if in the SEC championship, possibly. And then everybody thinks that they're the best. I mean, they are very good. I'm not going to sit here and say that Bama's not good, but they that, like, slot is reserved until Nick Saban dies or is cryogenically frozen and placed into, like, another – his consciousness is in another being, which is probably what's going to happen.
0: More than likely,
2: another wrinkle, Florida.
0: For whatever reason, I'm not feeling Florida <laughs> this year. That's just me, but I, I don't know. I honestly haven't watched them that much. but every time I watch them, they seem to lose. So even though they've only have one loss, but <laughs> that was the one time I watched.
2: It's possible
0: the the SEC is just gonna beat up on each other. Like one of these, it's like the Pac-12.
2: Except yeah. worse. Okay. Yeah. Except yeah. worse. Except like, because right now, is. Oregon's fourth in the Pac 12 North, and like, they're a one loss team. But conference wise, they just sort of eat each other.
0: That's fair. So no I one mean,
2: wins.
1: As more as these dominoes are falling, it's making things more interesting. I'm, I'm still thinking Michigan at this point is still in the ranks, and they kind of, they're the control of their destiny team right now. I mean, if they went out in the Big Ten. Because it always seems like the Big Ten Championship is a crown jewel for any team that wins out if they can beat Ohio State. But Ohio State is looking pretty solid to this point. Yeah. What about if West Virginia wins out?
0: Who'd they lose to this week?
2: Uh, Iowa State. um, Iowa State, yeah. The
3: perennial giant killer.
2: They've got to play Oklahoma, Texas... A TCU that is unranked but not horrific. Oak- no.
3: Well, I'm not <laughs> saying can they. I'm saying what if they do? Because that's a good resume. And Will if they Greer do, that's is a very unbelievable.
2: Because that would if mean they beat a Texas and Oklahoma.
0: Then if they don't make it in, they're going to be looking back at that state game, uh, wishing they would have played state in Raleigh. But they couldn't.
2: But they could not
0: the hurricane might very well play a part in <laughs> in who goes to the, to the playoffs, so. and that's what
1: we were we were getting at that a couple of weeks ago. We were like, "Is that going to, because it, it definitely can't benefit a team, and can it in some way hurt a team from their playoff chances since they have one less game on their schedule?"
0: It, it really hurts state strength of schedule. If state did beat West Virginia, then we're having a very different conversation today.
2: But yeah, because I mean, if they beat Clemson though, yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see in time in (laughs) due time. Do we want to talk about these other people that lost in college football? Are we done with that?
3: I think that we've pretty talked ourselves out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Sounds good. I think it's time to call an Audible. So, this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners who've never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've listened to 1984 by George Orwell through Audible, and you can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com nmvpod. Again, that's audible slash NMV pod for your free audiobook. So this week we're gonna the change we're gonna talk about is Jimmy Butler. Uh <laughs> Jimmy Butler having a, a change in how he's gonna handle his little situation up in up in Minneapolis. So uh Mav, I think you're the most in tune, or maybe Aaron too, the two most in tune with the NBA here. So, you all want to lead?
3: Mav, you kick it off.
1: So, there's been, uh, even until last season, there was rumblings of some disconnect among members of the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves team, namely Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, and one Jimmy Butler. Um, And Jimmy Butler was sort of he threw some shade at both of them. Um, he was sort of criticizing their quote-unquote young attitude, where the, like it was like nonchalant or you know have no care or no worry about success or winning. And so that was just something that sort of seemed to have rubbed him the wrong way. And so over this past summer, there's been all sorts of contract negotiations with him, and he ended up meeting with Coach Tom Thibodeau and the brass of the Timberwolves basically it was like trade me and w- requested a trade. So they've this whole summer they've been trying to find trade packages has been falling through and then this week we've heard that uh, the Timberwolves were having a practice and Jimmy Butler purposely put himself with the third string players on the team after and,
0: showing up an hour late.
1: Yes. <laughs> and handedly apparently defeated Uh, the starters of the team mainly being Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, and and the other starters. And then afterwards, uh, yelling at directing both the players and apparently the GM and some of the other, like, management was around saying, you deed me. You can't win without me. And so there's – and apparently, like, that evening, too, he went on SportsCenter, and it it turned out to be a very public, like, scandal where, like – they're not even, at this point, hiding uh, what was said or what was done. And so it's definitely and then, something different in terms of the media with, the, with when following teams. On top of
3: that, he called a players-only meeting, and Jeff Teague denied it, and then it came out that it was for real.
0: <laughs> Let, let's, let's keep fleshing this out. Not only did he contact ESPN— He called Rachel Nichols before he went to practice and said, hey, come to Minnesota. Something's about to go down. I want it on ESPN. Then he goes to practice an hour late with the third stringers, as Aaron said, talked relentless trash the entire time. He got matched up with um, Carl Anthony Towns in the post. The ball went to him in the post, and Jimmy Butler said, you're not going to do anything with it. You're not going to do anything with it. And then Kat passed out of the post. If there was any question, this is Jimmy Butler's team. He said, look at me. I'm the captain, the captain now. now. I am the captain now, truly. <laughs> truly. Because he's, he's he's said this. He's not the most talented person on the team because that's Andrew Wiggins. He's not the best player on the team because that's probably Carl Anthony Towns. But he's going to work harder than and he just proved it. He's going to work harder than everybody else on that team. And they really do need him to win. So, my question is, is Jimmy Butler a good teammate or bad teammate?
3: So, I don't understand. Was his yelling, you need me stuff, was that saying he wants to stay there? Or, like...
2: I think I, he was saying, like, make me, like make me the, the main guy or trade me like it's all like either essentially like i'm here and like acknowledge that i am like give me my worth or i'm or give me to someone who will
0: yeah I, it sounded it to me it sounds like value me like yeah. you are yes. not valuing me
1: because remember carl anthony towns just two weeks ago got the super max deal from the team and it has been very public that they have wanted to center the team around Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins as a young core. And so that might be what it might be leading to, where it's Jimmy Butler saying, value me. But then again, I mean, a lot of people were criticizing the fact that like he also did the same thing with the Bulls, and that's what got him on the Timberwolves as well. And so they identified that bit of a pattern, but it's always case by case, it's different.
2: And, like, they don't get along. <laughs> That's the problem is, like, if he stays, Carl anthony Towns and Jamie Butler, like, aren't going to get along. So like, how productive can that team actually be with your two, two of your star players not actually being incommunicado, like, actually liking each other? Because they've been kind of public about this whole thing, and there's a lot of bad blood there.
1: I have no idea. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it seems like they should trade and at least try to get some value out of him. Because once he hits free agency, of course he's not coming back. But for whatever reason, they're wanting to keep him.
2: Because he's good.
1: I mean, that's like- understandable. But at that point, if it's going to be this destructive, I'm, I don't. they could definitely get some pieces for him. At least a draft pick. And at least some Uprising star if they're wanting to really go young with a core.
2: Um, they have an Uprising star. His name is Joshua Kogi from Georgia Tech. And he's going to turn oh the God. team around. <laughs> he is the savior that the Timberwolves have been looking for.
0: So, I have a question. Is Andrew Wiggins good? Because I, I can't tell. I I'm not entirely sure he's good.
1: I'm. I think he's a starter on any team. At the at least at this point. Like you could put fit him into any you know, I think he is good. He's just not on the elite level anywhere near that at this point, I don't think. And, I mean and maybe any still first round young, draft developing. is will still be good. I, I don't know. I'd say for maybe a first, uh, the first overall pick, maybe he's a little bit underwhelming and underperforming, but uh, I still think he's a good player. Just so, not what it, maybe a first draft pick is expected to turn out to be.
3: I think he's very okay, but for his expectations, he's a bust right now. But he's only 23, so it's not time to give up on him. But he was he's marketed going into the league – as someone who is going to be an elite defender, and he is awful on defense, and he is inefficient on offense.
2: I mean, 17 points per game is not anything to sneeze at.
0: <laughs> I mean, he okay, he's career 19.7 points per game. Which is, it, like, not bad. <laughs> like, but it's also not good when you're a number one pick.
3: And hasn't he regressed every season?
0: Uh, His peak was 2016 when he scored 23 last year. He dropped by seven points playing the same amount of games. His effective uh, field goal percentage is 47 or 48%, which is also not great. Yeah. On average, he's seven of 16 from the field every game.
2: I mean, I think a lot of this can be chalked up to is he an underwhelming overall first pick? Yeah, I think that's safe to say so far. Like,
3: Especially compared to the other two in his class that he was lumped with. Because Jabari Parker is very good when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. And Embiid is Embiid.
2: And combined with Carl Anthony Towns or Jimmy Butler, I mean, I think... I think with their leadership, maybe he could become better, and maybe we could be looking at a pretty decent Timberwolves. But they've got some drama that they need to figure out before they go anywhere. Because their pre they got blown out like their last preseason game, and um Anthony Towns was like talking about it and how they need to get better, and how it's not it's too late to be saying that the postseason doesn't matter. So it's clearly clearly something's going on up there. And they've got to get that sorted out.
0: Do you think he's going to be booed first game? Jimmy Butler? Yeah.
2: By first his own people? At least. Yeah. It'd be your own people sometimes.
0: <laughs> it uh, be like that sometimes. Let's see.
2: No, not yet. Or if he does, he's going to have like the best game of his life. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, value me.
0: He said he's ready for it if they do he's just gonna smile and play harder so
2: that's all you can do
0: I don't know y'all ready to move on yes
1: that's absolutely uh <laughs> we got plenty to talk about tonight yes we do
0: that we we very much
1: do but it's
0: time for baseball and fockey so you two baseball watchers commiserate.
3: We oh, kind of agree that teams. we, yeah, our teams yeah. lost. Where we one are, one of us
2: got swept, one of us didn't, but we don't have to talk about which is which.
3: We yield our time to the chair, <laughs> but I still have a focky corner. Um, we beat Boston College and UConn. We shut out Boston College, I believe. No, we did not shut them out. We gave up a goal against Boston College, and we shut out UConn. So now, through fifteen games, we have only given up eight or nine goals. We are the only undefeated team left in the country, Um, and if we are not unanimous number one this week, I don't know what else we can do because we handled, I don't know if I would say we handled, but we beat a really good UConn team who was the defending champs in Boston, so essentially a road game for us, and we're the only undefeated team left. What else can we do to deserve a, a unanimous number one?
2: And I believe we're regular season...
3: Yeah, we're regular season ACC already. champs. Well, already. already, but our regular season ACC is over. The game against Duke next week does not count because we already played them.
2: So, once again, field hockey doing better than any other UNC team at the moment. Other than maybe women's soccer and men's soccer.
0: True, true. Anything else?
2: No go heels.
0: Go heels. So, let's talk NFL football. Um, I'll go first. I can go
3: first. I didn't watch be, the Browns it's game. i pretty
1: sad all the way around. I didn't <laughs> I lost. didn't
3: watch the Browns game. I was tired. I fell asleep. We got killed the end.
0: Um, the Panthers turned the ball over three times in the first quarter, uh, and you really can't come back from that. So, we lost. We had a chance at the end, but bleh,
1: 23-17. Equals next week in Philly. The Titans were abysmal against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we lost 21 nothing. Yeah, that's not really great. Marcus Marietta got sacked 11 times. So offensive line was abysmal. Um, just no execution on the offense, of course, being shut out like that. Um, Malcolm Butler is continuing to struggle, which is just absolutely mind-boggling because, I mean, two years ago he's one of the best corners and now he's he's getting burned every single down, it seems like, on the drives. And so it, it's starting to crumble a little bit right now. So a little bit worried. Go ahead, Molly.
2: Falcons won today. <laughs> Finally, we won today. <laughs> preventing ourselves from being a 2000. When did y'all get go one in fifteen, Aaron? 2015. Yeah, preventing ourselves from being a 2015. Wait, no, Browns 2016. Team. Sorry, 2016 Browns team. We did one today. We beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after a very scary lateral play that almost. Cost oh us my the god. Game. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I can't <laughs> believe
0: that almost worked, so for those of you that did not see this last play of the game, the bucks were like on the in like in the twenty twenty five something like that about Too the score.
2: close.
0: <laughs> they ran a quarterback draw to try to, <laughs> to try to win the game, and it almost worked with the laterals uh they had Apparently the John Larry Jackson. Fedora
2: came in for that play <laughs>
0: <laughs> they had and it almost um, worked. Deshaun Jackson on the sideline, and if he would have caught the ball, there's a very real possibility that every single team would have lost, every single team on this podcast would have lost today.
2: But they didn't, and a win is a win, so the Falcons are not back, we're going to have probably a bad season anyway, because our entire team is injured, but by golly, we won today, and any day where you beat Jameis Winston is a good day. So I'm satisfied.
0: Um, The Peter Man made another appearance today in Buffalo. After, so Aaron, you sent a tweet to the um the Never Made Varsity um, DM group, so you want to talk about that real quick?
3: Yeah, so um, during pregame warm-ups, Josh Allen asked Kelvin Benjamin if he wanted to practice running some routes, and Kelvin Benjamin said no. What a diva. <laughs> He's making it really hard to not hate him.
1: Just like Jimmy Butler. Except Jimmy's funny about it. The one time I needed the Bills to actually do something right. And they let the Houston Texans come back. We needed that in the division right now. Because we're fighting for everything. In the good old AFC South.
2: Uh, God's country.
1: Almost as bad as the AFC North. (laughs)
2: Listen...
0: I, he's, okay, so yeah, the Peter man, uh, Josh Allen got hurt, so he had to come in, in Buffalo, and yeah, wasn't good,
1: two (laughs) interceptions in the last minute, 30, wow,
0: yeah, one of them, a pick six that lost the game, you
1: hate
2: to see
0: it, you hate to see it happen,
1: that is a bold move, Cotton.
2: <laughs> it did, did not, not work uh, out for him. <laughs> did not work
1: for out for him at all. Oh well. Yeah, it's been a bad weekend for football. <laughs>
0: it's been a weird weekend for football. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> but um, basketball season is finally here.
2: Oh uh, yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is here. We we had late night. I was there. I was at late night. I made my way down. It was good. It was fun It's So also
1: awkward missing it for the first time in four years. I just had to like track it on Twitter, and I was like asking everybody, like giving me like a nutshell of what happened and everything. I just felt awkward, but I'm just happy that basketball's here.
3: I thought that from an overall standpoint on the event, other than the whole banner thing last year, out of the three that Molly and I have been to, I thought this was by far the best.
0: Yeah, out of the five that I've been to, this was by
2: far the best for me. The whole, yes, As yeah, whole. Yeah, the egg game was real confusing. But yeah, I didn't
3: that. understand that. But like the <laughs> stuff with the music and the headphones, that was really funny. Yeah, that was, was really
2: funny. I always like seeing more Walker Miller because he's a weird little dude.
1: <laughs> Greensboro <laughs> little? native.
2: Andrew Playtex still looks confused <laughs> as to why he's there.
1: Scrappy Drew. I like that
3: Kobe Scrappy White Drew. had the London Perante's hair look going.
0: Yeah, he pulled his hair into a puff.
2: How do we feel about our young boys?
3: So uh, what I suggested doing is that we could each, based on late night, give our prediction for who out of the guys on the team is going to be the breakout star, who's going to be the biggest bust, and who's going to be the team MVP. Oof. I
0: can go first.
3: I know mine if y'all want some time to think.
2: You go
0: first. Yeah.
3: Okay, so my breakout star is Seventh Woods. I thought that at late night it looked like he finally had his confidence back, and he had a mixtape dunk. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to be really good this year because he's going to get serious minutes. Yeah, that was funny. Um... My biggest bust up. this year, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be Luke. I just don't see how he could be better than last year. And I think that the expectations are sky high on him. My team MVP. I mean, he's
2: being talked about for National Player of the Year.
3: Yes, that's why I'm saying that he's going to bust because his expectations are so high. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but he was so good last year that I don't see how he could exceed expectations like that again. And my team MVP is Kenny Williams. He is... I think he's the heart and soul of the team. He's our best defender. And he's one of our most efficient offensive players. And I'm a huge fan of his. his.
0: All right. I'm going to try to pick different people than you. Um, One of them might be the same, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, Breakout player, I'm going to say... Brandon Robinson, he did not play in the scrimmage, I don't think. No, he did
2: not.
3: Did he play at all? Was he injured? No, he did the three-point competition.
0: Yeah. He was not good in that. Yeah, he wasn't. He had a little something going on. But I think think B-Rob's going to take a step this year. He's a very long player. I think that's going to help him on defense. And if he shoots as well as he did last year um, with a little more volume, he could be a very deadly option off the bench.
3: I see him, and I've seen him since he first came here as a Theo light. And I still think that could be the case, just with better shooting. Because he's a very similar archetype where he's a long guard forward swing man. And if he displays the athleticism that he can, I think he's going to be a good defender. I don't know how he is as a passer, but if he's on, he's a good shooter.
0: Um disappointment. Uh, That that one's hard for me. I feel like one of the big men is going to step up in a big way. And the one of them between the two, Garrison and Sterling, and one of them I think we're gonna wish we had a little more out of. So I don't know which one.
2: Mm-hmm. Or not you're not including Huff in this?
0: No, I think he'll I think we're gonna get what we expect out of him. Um <laughs> brick <but> hands
2: I, <laughs> and a few dunks. <laughs>
0: hey, if the brick hands are just less brick hands and more dunks and I'm happy. Um that'll be all the improvement I need from most him. Most likely
1: he'll get fouled and he can actually hit free throws.
0: Yeah. Um but I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch going forward. And I agree about team MVP. Um, Kenny Williams, I think, is going to take a huge leadership role this year. He shot over 40% last year from three. I think if he does that, we have a very strong possibility of being one of the best shooting teams in the country. And his defense, you can't say more great things about it. So I think he's going to be a pretty good player to watch this year. Should be fun.
1: Small, you want to go?
2: Uh, I give it to you, Matt.
1: All right. Because I was going to say B Rob is my big breakout. I think, echoing sort of what you said, I, just if he builds his own confidence in shooting, because he has a really nice shot and he's very agile, given that his size. I mean, that's still something always to work on, is bulking up a little bit, but he is very quick in the, on the opposite side, though. Um, but so just to name a new person, I think Sterling Manley. Uh, just looking at the highlights, I mean, I, I think he had a, he has a really nice shot. If he can develop a short-range game, um, even last year I saw a lot of potential of him as a big, and now he finally passed his conditioning test, so now he's finally eligible to start. And so now he has the potential to get those minutes that can really turn him into a major big on the offense. So, it's, I mean, it's definitely 50-50 at this point, but that's just my pick. I mean, I'd love to see, because I say that because I know that Carolina is at best when our big is productive and is successful. Um, Now, (laughs) I'm just going to throw out the hot ones, too. I think the disappointment, believe it or not, is going to be Nasir Little. And not in the the sense that he's not going to play as well. It's just in the sense that because of the team aspect, that we have such a deep team, that... He's just not going to get the production that we're expecting, um, like he would get in say the NBA or in high school. Like I know when he first committed, we're like he's going to put up twenty-seven points a game, like twenty and ten every single night. Whereas I think he could still he'll do fifteen and ten a night, which is still great, but in terms of what he was expected to do once he committed. I think it could be a little disappointment. Now I'm also going to confer Kenny Williams MVP. He looks as confident as ever shoots the lights out. He shot the lights out in the scrimmage. If he does half of that in this season, we're going to go really far.
2: I have some different opinions. Um, (laughs) I think breakout, this is going to be a little bit of a spicy take. I actually think Andrew Playtech is going to come to play this year. I think he is an excellent three-point shooter, always has been. I think he is just nervous as all heck. I always say it looks like he got time-traveled into that game and is confused on why he's there, but is going to play anyway (laughs) because he always looks surprised to be handed a basketball. Um, I think... Now that his freshman year is over, I think he's actually going to get a little bit more comfortable, a little more confident, and I think we're actually going to see why Roy Williams recruited him in the first place, and that's because – and it was exhibited late night with Roy. He can hit three-pointers from anywhere he wants to. So I think if he does that, we're going to be really, really glad that he is on the team, other than terrified whenever he gets the ball. Um, disappointments. I didn't see, I think it's going to be Kobe White. he I don't know. He just seems to, I, it's kind of a Luke May thing where I think the expectations on him are astronomical. And I just do not think with our type of atmosphere and the way we play and the way our team works that that's going to be. I just don't think he's going to like be as great as a lot of people are like, think he's going to be. If he is, then he'll probably go first round and, like, leave us anyway. But I... He
0: he is projected uh, in a way-too-early draft at 18.
2: Yeah. Like, people are already projecting him to go first round. Like, and I just did... Like, from what I saw, he, quote, dunked on Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson said that that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe Cameron... He's also someone that I think is going to be better this year now that he's, like, not injured. Um, Cameron's good, and I think he'll be better. Um, And then team MVP, yeah, it's probably got to be Kenny, or if Luke lives up to expectations, it's going to be Luke. Like, if Luke – because Kenny, like, while Kenny is great and confident and has all the senior leadership, if Luke does what Luke can do, he will – Stat line wise, be the MVP of that team and possibly national player of the year. That's a real bold, way too early statement. But if he can do what we think he can do, then then he'll be really remarkable. I think we're set up pretty well this year from what I saw.
3: I'm excited to see the three first years play. I think that they're all going to be good. Um, Yeah, but I think that no matter how good they are, the team MVP is going to be one of our seniors.
1: And time and time again, Leaky Black is going under the radar when it comes to these young guys. And he looks as versatile as ever. He looks as versatile (laughs) as any of them. With his size as a 6'8 point guard, he looks as versatile as any other guy on the team.
0: Yeah.
3: For sure. Also, great. I'm excited. Unrelated to any... Well, I guess related, but completely random. But have we ever had a team with as many legacies on it as this year? Because we have three legacies on the team right now.
1: We have McAdoo. McAdoo, have KJ,
3: KJ, and Walker. And Walker. And and Luke, McAdoo kinda. comes out
2: of the tunnel, and the girl next to me goes, where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, he, he's a McAdoo. He didn't have to come from anywhere. He transferred right? he just...
3: <laughs> from Florida Gulf Coast. His per 40 stats are 30 points per game.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, what uh, about... And we have a
2: new Aaron Rollman. Just would like to say.
3: Yes. Very excited about it. And he's cute, too.
2: He's so cute.
3: (laughs) And he was good at the reading the lips thing.
2: (laughs) He was. He was very good at it. And he wasn't that bad. Like, he's quick. He, like, shot pretty well. Better than I thought he would. And, like, who knows?
0: Very good. All right. We got to get out of here.
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is a full-length episode. (laughs) which I feel like has been happening every time now
0: I know that's what happens but Adam you got what you wanted (laughs) so y'all ready to go yeah
2: hate to leave y'all but I guess so
0: gotcha you'll be back on Thursday it's all good oh god (laughs) (laughs) But until then, you can find us at tinyurl.com slash varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show for your 30-day trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we will see you on Thursday.
1: Bye.